where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Family, welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. Voice is a little raspy today, coming off a seven-day cruise to Alaska. It was absolutely beautiful, and I got to check one of my main bucket list things off my list, and that was to see a glacier. And so I posted it on the uh, social media pages if you want to see what a glacier looks like, because it was not what I expected, but it was really a cool experience to see and learn the history of the Native people, and to really see such beautiful, beautiful country in Alaska. I urge you, if you have an interest in nature or history, that uh, you go check out Alaska. It was, it's beautiful. I went to Juneau, Sitka, and Huna, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful time. The weather actually was a lot like Sacramento, which made it really nice. Anyway, welcome to the show today. We're going to kick off a conversation about something that you typically hear in October. Research from the American Cancer Society shows that African American women are 40% more likely to die from breast cancer and are diagnosed with more aggressive forms of breast cancer, like triple negative. At young ages compared to other ethnic groups. So it's time that we change the norm. And our friend, friend to the show, Letitia Action Jackson, health and wellness expert, is here to do her part and to talk about these alarming statistics and what she wants to do to help change the narrative reintroduce you to friend to the show Letitia Action Jackson. She is a dynamic, energetic, and inspirational fitness Olympian, a 13-time published author. She's in my class, the class of 2019 Exceptional Woman of Color. Uh, she's an honoree there. And she's a globally recognized health and fitness expert and the CEO of Well Content for You Wellness Company and the creator of the Well Entrepreneur wellness program and like I said she is on a continued mission to build healthy entrepreneurs communities and businesses so here to discuss what's going on in her world with her new company wellness for you and also that her event that's coming up focusing on breast cancer and black women is Letitia Axon Jackson. Thank you so much for returning to the studio. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. I, I have to tell you, when I saw your beautiful face this morning, you and I had not seen each other in a few years, and yeah. so I, I'm energized to be here, and you and I have had some really, really in-depth conversations over the year, and nonetheless, today's conversation about African-American women and breast cancer, it's really huge right now, so thank you for having me here. I'm excited. Yeah, it's so good to see your face in person again. I know we've chatted on social media and talked on the phone, but just, you know, having that interaction, the personal interaction, that's so, it's wonderful to see you and your life has changed so much since we last saw each other and we'll dig into all of those juicy details, but go ahead and introduce or reintroduce yourself to the Full Circle family. Absolutely. Good morning, Full Circle. As Miss Wanda just stated, my name is Letitia Action Jackson. I I am a globally recognized women's health and fitness expert, 13-time self-published author. I have been featured on TV stations such as NBC, WSRE, Fox 40, ABC 10. I've been featured over about 45 health and fitness magazines. At the end of the day, my mission is to make sure that individuals, communities, and families have the information, the resources, and the knowledge to make sure that they still stay well throughout life. And I will tell you, I've seen diseases, I've seen people um, have legs amputated from chronic illnesses. I just had a cousin of mine die from a massive heart attack at 58. And so the knowledge is missing, especially within the black community. And I am an advocate. I've been for 20 plus years and I will continue to do that work. Yeah. 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 Your health is everything. And that's something that I, I preach wherever I go. If you can remain healthy throughout your life, 
then there are things that are not possible when you are sick. And so, you know, that's the message is health, healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirit, healthy emotion, just holistic wellness. Yeah. How did fitness become an integral part of your life? That's a really good question. I'm often asked that. When I was 19 in the military, I met a gentleman at the gym one day who was a bodybuilder. And he asked me, wow, you're really fit, what do you do? And I thought that was kind of awkward. I'm like, what do I do? I'm working out, that's Mm. what I'm doing. And he just noticed that I had really good genetics. And he asked, have you ever thought about competing in a fitness competition? And at the time I had no idea what that was. And he was a local bodybuilding celebrity. I went home, he sent me some links and I thought, wow, I could do this. He trained me for six months. I competed in my very first fitness competition, won the entire show. And throughout the training process, I was enamored at how my body and my mind was transforming. And people began to stop and ask me, how do you get fit and what do you eat? And it sparked something in me. And I got out of the military and earned my first degree. I like to tell people I didn't find fitness. It was always divine. It was a part of what I was supposed to do. And I still love it to this day. I'm 45. I still work out six days a week. I have an 18-month-old daughter. I became a mom at 43. And fitness and health, is it's, it's a part of my everyday life. And I love teaching other people how to embrace that mindset of becoming fit. Yeah. That that's a powerful story of finding your calling and not kind of stumbling upon what you're called to do or part of what you're called to mm-hmm. do. And and that how you've developed that love for fitness. And it's interesting when you do work. I notice when I work out, when I'm on my regular walking regimen and whatever, it does affect the I mean, my outlook completely changes. You know, it's more positive. It's you know, I feel a lot better, not just physically but emotionally as well and the benefits of you know exercise alone not even to mention the exercise and the eating well yes what those can do for you in your life yeah I I I often tell people when they meet me because I'm very muscular and I'm athletic I've done this for years so it's taken days and hours and months and years to get to this athletic ability but what I tell them is that don't focus on how you look And they kind of are bewildered when they look at me, but they're like, look at how muscular and fit you are. And I asked them, if you'll just give me a moment, let me explain to you. If you focus on the behaviors, right? Meaning getting good sleep, stress management, um, taking mental breaks, pausing, right? I call it the power of pause and being aware of your body and showing up every day in a place of a mindset that I'm doing this for longevity. I'm doing this for my mental emotional health it's more sustainable. So many times people are like, oh, I have a wedding coming up, I wanna get into a dress, or I have a family reunion and I wanna look really good. But when it's cyclic like that, and it's not a commitment to a lifestyle, it's Mm -hmm. very hard to sustain. And I don't go into the gym seeking a fit body. I go into the gym seeking, I have a period of time in my life where I went through a lot of anxiety and suicidal thoughts. I had went through a lot of abuse growing up and working out allowed me to process those emotions. Working out allowed me to push through the anxiety, to push through the thoughts of suicide in those deep, dark places after I had survived domestic violence. And I realized that, wait a minute, there's more to this fitness thing that people want to tell people. And I tell the women I work with, if you're feeling depressed, it's okay to get on medication, but also get some walking shoes on, go for a walk. We know that walking or any kind of physical activity produces feel-good endorphins, exercise is medicine. It's not just about getting a snatch waist or fitting in a pair of jeans. What happens when you fit into those jeans? Do you just stop? But if you approach it with, this is my life, I want to be mentally strong enough to deal with whatever life brings me. I want to have strong bones. I want to be able to get into my 70s and not have osteoporosis where I can't bend, I can't play with my children, my grandchildren. It's about shifting the mindset perspective. That's how I've been doing this for 20 plus years. I have a daughter now in my 40s. And I kid you not, the other day I went grocery shopping. I had our daughter in my hands, I had groceries, and I had her uh, diaper bag. Now imagine if I wasn't as strong as I was, right, or am. That's called functional strength. It looks good, 
but I'm also functional. So I've got about 50 pounds that I'm carrying. Our daughter's about 26 pounds, grocery bags, diaper bag, business bag. I built years of functional strength. And I really want people to start thinking about that. Don't wait until January. There's nothing magical about December 31st and January 1st. It's a decision. Yeah. You show up for yourself because you're worth being healthy. You're worth having energy. You're worth having mental clarity. It's a whole you. And if we can take care of all of you, you can show up all of you and give to the world then, right? Yeah, you make such a great point in that, you know, we do tend to do I'll call focal point fitness. Yes. Right? Where we just aim for a certain thing and not really realizing the lifestyle you know, it can really be a lifestyle and should be a lifestyle mm-hmm. of health and wellness that we also can pass on to the next generation. That's We're right. being an example. Your daughter, even now at two years old, seeing the way you go to the gym and, and your strength and all of yeah. those things yeah. is setting the foundation for her That's right. journey as That's well. Right. That's right. And she has to this day had not, I don't give her red meat. I don't give her turkey. The only type of protein far as in a form of meat that she's ever had is fish. So she gets a lot of grains, she gets a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables. She eats tomatoes like apples. And she's developing these these tastes because I'm exposing her, right? And I'm using that word intentionally. I'm exposing her to things that I know will nourish her body holistically. And then that way when she gets older, yes, she's gonna go out and she's gonna hang out with friends and, and maybe crave pizza or, you know, hamburgers, but after having years of years of her mother and father creating a healthy lifestyle, I don't crave fast food. And I'll tell you why I don't crave it, because I've eaten clean for so many years. My palate yeah. is so used to clean eating. And when I do eat something that's outside of that, I get very sick. I cannot have the, the grease, the sodium, the sugar. It overloads my body. And I tell people, trust me, if you just give your body a chance with whole foods, right? If you give your body a chance with fresh fruits, whole grains, and if you do eat meat like fish, if you find healthy fish, salmon, for instance, has great omega-3s and omega-6 fatty acids, go and get some healthy fish, right? But we culturally have been taught it has to be fried, it has to be smothered in some type of heavy grease or laden with sugar and sodium. So we've gotten used to feeling a certain way. And the transition is is undoing, right? Not getting rid of our culture, but undoing unhealthy lifestyle behaviors. If you want fried chicken, oven fry it, right? Put some, instead of doing white flour, get some whole wheat flour and oven fry it. So you don't have to give up everything, but how do we transition our mindset? I always go back to the mindset of how we see healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not a chore, it's not a task. It's an honor and a privilege to be healthy. Yeah. You make a good point in that, you know, a lot of people make the excuse of, I don't want to give up this or, you know, I'm going to miss this type of food or I'm going to miss, I need my mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. But you're right. I noticed that when, for a period of time when I was eating vegan and really, really clean, my body craved that. I mean, like I would be sitting there like, huh, Absolutely. I want some zucchini. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. And it's crazy, right? Yeah. When I tell people, oh my gosh, I'm craving some kale. They give me the side eye like, what? And I'm like, no, 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 hear me. When you are eating this way, right? Because if you think about it, at the basic level of food, it's a chemical, right? So if I'm eating complex carbohydrates like whole grains and fruits, my body, one, my cells on a cellular level are getting nourished. And on a cellular level, that's literally giving me energy. But then on the other side of that, if I go eat a slice of pizza or some French fries that are heavy laden with oil and grease, my body is now laden. Remember, every food breaks down to a substance. It's laden with fat, right? That's circulating around my body, not healthy fat, but trans fats, right? And my body is feeling lethargic. My body is feeling sluggish. So what you feel, Wanda, is that your cells are being nourished because that's how God created it. Yeah. And that's where that energy come from. It doesn't come from caffeine. It doesn't come from these man-made process. God gave you the natural wholeness of the earth because it fed your cells and it feeds your cells. 
And you will, you will start to crave it. I love cold blackberries. I could eat blackberries all day, but I'm mindful of them because they're still sugar, right? So I can do like maybe some blackberries and some walnuts to balance the carbohydrates out with the complex, I mean, with the fat, but it's like, you're right, your palate changes. Yeah. And that's the challenge right there is the transition of if I've eaten unhealthy or had an unhealthy lifestyle for years, how do I transition and process my body to get used to this new lifestyle? Yeah. And the people around you, I'll be honest, will start to say things to you like, oh, you eat like a bird. Oh, you're a rabbit now. And oh, so you don't eat that anymore. Oh, you're better than me. No, I'm choosing differently than you. And it's important to embed yourself into communities and environments that are health conscious. So you don't feel like an outlier and you're not subjecting yourself to the commentary and to the temptation. You get to choose health for yourself. It's an individual choice. Yeah. And it's a process. It's, yes. you know, once you make the decision, it's even your palate change isn't going to happen overnight. That's right, so honey. So give yourself that grace. Because That's right. we also as humans tend to want the quick fix. Yes. So, okay, well, I did this. I ate clean for two weeks and I'm still, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. And then now you're giving up because it's not happening as fast as you think. And the body doesn't work like that. That's what we're sold, right? January is going to come. I promise you. I've been in this industry for (laughs) 20 plus years. And you can ask my husband. He laughs at me. I'm like, honey, turn off the commercial. Because they're selling. It's a new year. It's a new you. No. You can decide right now when you're done listening to us to put your shoes on and say, you know what? I'm tired of not having energy. My mom had diabetes. My dad had diabetes. I've had family members. Whatever your current situation is, you don't have to wait until January. And yes, if you've gained a lot of weight, you didn't put it on overnight. You're not going to get it off. So when I have people say to me, hey, what supplement can I take to to burn fat? You know what I tell them? The supplements I give them, dedication, consistency, and a routine. Dedication, consistency, and a routine. Because if you do that every single day, right, it's the behaviors that we want to aim to change. It is going to be impossible for you to get up every day and walk two or three miles, or if you can't even walk half a mile, to walk 10 steps every day. Guess what? The behavior is going to result in the change. Your heart's gonna get stronger. Your lungs are gonna get stronger. You're burning energy, so you're gonna start to lose weight. It's the behaviors that we have to focus on, not the results. So the world shouts at you January, new year, new you. No, 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 no. Every second of a day is a chance for you to say, you know what? I didn't eat anything healthy today, but I'm at least before I go to bed, I'm gonna drink more water. Or you know what, I normally have a soda before bed, I'm choosing to have water. Every second of your day is a choice to recalibrate your mindset because it all starts in your mind. Where your mind goes, your actions follow. And it's a process. Stop letting these commercials fool you. You will not lose 30 pounds in 30 days. I see all these challenges. (laughs) Use a challenge for getting used to the consistency but to lie to people and say, just take this pill. And I've heard commercials say that, no need to diet or exercise, just take this. Why would you promote that? You're promoting unhealthy lifestyles. 80% of illnesses we see in the healthcare system are based on lifestyle behaviors, smoking, poor eating habits, lack of physical activity and alcohol. We can change our health. Food heals you, movement, I always tell people like when you move your arms up and down, your arms are called a hinge joint. God made you to move. We were not created to sit hours at a time bent over on a laptop or bent over with our head bent down on a screen. We are killing ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Before we go to break, I wanna kind of circle back to your life. Yes. And the changes. You mentioned that you have an 18-month-old daughter. I do. And you know, you, you you know came into motherhood at I'm gonna say a later stage but it's not late you know what I mean I did 43 yeah but it's not late because women are waiting longer absolutely but now here you are 43 you have a little one I know you know you're a whole wife and mom now I know I know I will tell you as we were coming into the studio 
I often sit and look at my husband and, and, and my daughter and there's days I just cry because if you know my background, I came from domestic violence when I was in my 20s and I was so broken at one point of life and I knew God would restore me, but I was married the first time at 29 and I went on this 13 year healing journey where I didn't date. I just took time to get to know myself, to heal from the pain, to heal from all of the darkness that I had acquired over years. And when I was healed, I knew that I would then want to be a wife. I knew then that I would want to become a mother. And I, my husband and I met when I was 40. We dated for a year, got married at 41, and we had our daughter at 43. And I turned 44 a month later. And I tell women all the time, you can't pour into someone that you don't first pour into yourself. I wasn't in a hurry to give my life and to give that responsibility. My womb was a sacred space. And I knew that I didn't want happening to me to our children that happened when I was a young person. I went through a lot of mental abuse, verbal abuse. My mother to this day, I still believe has mental health issues. And she didn't do it intentionally, but she wounded me very deeply. And I did not want to show up in anyone's life with those wounds. So yeah, when you met me, I was still on that journey. I'm still on that journey because healing is continuous. Yeah. But I was at a place when I got back here in 2019 where I said, God, I'm ready. I was a wife before I got married. And I believe that a wife is a position stance of I was emotionally prepared. I was financially prepared physically. I had traveled. I had earned my degrees. I was ready to sustain the blessing that I was praying for. And so now when I see our daughter roaming around the house, I do. I just find myself in tears out of gratitude. And women are like, you had a baby in your 40s. I'm like, yes, it's possible. You got married in your 40s. Yes. Slow down and stop allowing the pressures of the outside world. There's no hurry for you to partner with someone when you have yet partnered with yourself. Allow God to heal you. Be the healthiest version of you before you show up in someone else's life because we attract to us what's in us. And yes, now at 45, I am a wife and I have the most amazing husband because he got the best version of me. And that season, I attracted a healthy man because I was healthy. In my 20s, I attracted an unhealthy man because I was unhealthy. And now my daughter has a healthy mother and a healthy father. And what a gift, right? That I can sit with her and I can say, mommy's whole because mommy and God did a lot of work together. And so I don't speak words over her that was spoken to me. You know, I used to tell my mom, her, her mouth was like a, a gun loaded mm. and, and her words were like bullets to my soul. And so, and that's why I do this work because I do believe being healthy, it also challenges you to start thinking differently. You know, why do I behave the way that I do? Why do I find myself in and out of these bad relationships? You know, healthy eating and self-respect go hand in hand. And no one talks about these things, right? Damaging your body is self-neglect. Allowing a man to put his hands on you is self-neglect. But what's in you, remember, we're like magnets. And so I get to show up now whole. And what a gift, because now when I go back into the world and I share my story on all the platforms that I go speak on, I'm not ashamed of the abuse. I'm not ashamed of the struggles. I'm not ashamed of telling people that at one point in time, I wanted to die. I had so much pain. Everywhere I went, the pain would follow me. You know why? Because it was within me. And there was no geographical location that was gonna change it. And I had to stop running. And that's what we do, we run from our pain. A lot of the weight that we carry in our bodies is weight of molestation, it's weight of rape, it's weight of domestic violence, it's weight of mental health issues. When you start to unload all those things, I'm gonna tell you, you lose weight just getting rid of that stuff. Cause then you can start to see yourself clearer. And I had to redefine who I was. I've done great things, but who I am and what I do are separate. I was hiding behind my accomplishments. Now I show up whole. And the accomplishments are great, but who I am as a woman, that's where my true power is at. My vulnerability, my accessibility, my honesty. And I sit with my daughter sometimes and cry, and I'm like, man, just when she hugs me, it's a love that I never got growing up. And it's almost like God is like, I got you. I'm going to give you a chance to give her what you never got. And it's so beautiful. <laughs>
Wow. It's so it's, beautiful. That is powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Full circle. And there was a point in life where it was so much darkness around me, I couldn't see the light. And when I go and travel and speak, I tell women, don't let your hand go of God. Because in that darkness, he won't let go of you. Sometimes we let go of him. And I could not understand the pain. Like, my father left when we were very young. So not only did I have mother wounds, I had father wounds. And because my father left, it skewed how I saw myself. I didn't feel lovable. I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel valuable. So I think for a very long time, my worth was accomplished through my hands, right? I'm very smart. I'm intellectual. I can, I can accomplish. But no matter how many times I was in a magazine or on TV, it didn't fill the void. So instead of running from the void, I had to confront the void. I, I am a fatherless daughter. And I can say it now, and it's such a beautiful space to be in. I don't have an earthly father, and he's alive, but he chooses not to be a part of my life. But I have a heavenly father. And the beautiful thing about my husband, my father was consistently inconsistent. My husband is consistently consistent. He's the first image of manhood that I've seen. And if he, during our dating phase, if he told me he was going to call me at 7, this man would call me at 6.50. And if he could not, he was accountable. And I, I heard from him, I'm not going to be able to do what I said I was. However, will this time work for you? And see, that's a part of that healing journey. You, you should have expectations. You should have expectations of being treated worthy because you are as a daughter of God. And I learned that through my healing journey. But before... Someone would tell me if I was dating, oh, I'll do this and do that, and they did not. But because I was so desperate, I would chase them. I don't chase anything now. My blessings come to me. On that note, we're going to take On a break. On that note, yes, ma'am. We are going to take a break. <laughs> More with that powerful conversation, family, <laughs> with Letitia Action Jackson, health and fitness expert, CEO of Well Content for You Health and Wellness Company. When we come back, we're going to talk about Beyond Wearing Pink, the wellness event that you can take part in. Keep it right here, family. We'll be right back after this. This is Full Circle. Empowerment through conversation that starts with you. Tell us what topics you want to hear. Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. Back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker, and friend of sisters everywhere. This is Full Circle. We're back, family. Thank you so much for staying with the program. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda, having a powerful conversation with my guest, friend to the show, Letitia Axon Jackson. She is a health and fitness expert, and she is the CEO of Well Content for You Health and Wellness Company. Now, this is a new company for you, right? It is. It is. So here's the thing. I have been in the industry for 20 plus years and I worked for some really big box brands. I would go in, set up programs, made impacts. But what I realized was that I had my own brand and I've written 13 books on health and wellness. I've created seven different wellness programs. It was time for me to step out of, yes, you have your name, so-and-so big box company, but so do I. And so well content for you, the tagline is content designed to keep you well. I've done this for 20 years and no matter where I go, on the other side of what I do, I speak as a speaker. However, I am always drawn back to health. That's like, there's no changing that. That's kind of the, that's my it factor. And so I started well content for you to be able to provide science back and evidence-based information. If you go on the internet right now, there's so much misinformation given to people, especially to the African-American community. And so I created a, a wellness program for African-American women called Changing the Norm. And the event that we're having on October 7th is a part of that wellness series. I wanted to make sure that all communities had things that they uh, could change their health with. But today I really want to focus in on African-American women's health. We are dying at very high rates of heart disease, diabetes, obesity, um, and breast cancer. And so I wanted to make sure that under my company, Well Content For You, because I own the company, that I was not limited to how I could work with minorities. And so beyond wearing pink, I created that because you and I both know next month is heart, um, breast cancer awareness. 
And for years, I would go to these big hoorahs. Everyone puts on pink and they raise money for breast cancer. That was a great thing. However, what I noticed was what happens once I take the pink shirt off? And black women are 40 to 42% more likely to die for breast cancer. And what I realized was no one was teaching us what are the risk factors for breast cancer? How do I access mammograms? How do I access health insurance? What should I look for in my family makeup? And I thought to myself, it goes beyond wearing pink. And that's the first series that I'm creating in October under my company is beyond wearing pink. I want African-American women to come to sit and I am going to educate them on what is breast cancer? Why are we dying at these high rates of breast cancer? What are some things that we can do to lower our risk? And so I, I'm excited by this work. I get excited just talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's an exciting topic and it, it's very needed. Um, like you mentioned, 42% of black or black women are more are 42% more likely to die from breast cancer. Mm -hmm. We're also diagnosed at younger rates or yes. younger ages. Yes. Um, and we're not getting, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we're not allowed to get screenings earlier. You know, we have to fight with insurance and things Absolutely. like that unless we have a family history. Absolutely. But sometimes you can have a young person. Now, I'll just take use myself as a and as as an example. I'm not a breast cancer survivor, but I had thyroid cancer at 31. Wow. And didn't have a family history of it. Exactly. You exactly. know, so you know the screenings were not being allowed to because of these parameters around age exactly. and things like that. What are they the typical markers um are not necessarily typical right you know and so we we have to fight for those that's things. right what you're really talking about is what we call health equity and health disparities and uh, depending on here's where a lot of confusion there are a lot of different organizations for instance the united states preventative services task force they collectively are a, a group of medical doctors, different professions, radiologists, oncologists. They come together and they say, hey, we've gathered a group of data and based on the data, this is what we believe the screening age should be. The average age where they, and I'm going to use words very intentionally, where they recommend or suggest for mammography or breast cancer screening to start is age 40. However, we do know that black women are diagnosed with cancer at earlier ages. And there's where that disparity or those, those, we have in public health what we call systemic racism, right? And the health outcomes are a byproduct of that. You mentioned having certain cancers at certain ages. Unfortunately, we know when black women go to their doctors or they go to their providers, one, they're often not listened to. Two, they are not equipped with the language to go in and to ask for certain screenings. Three, some of us are either underinsured or not insured at all. So you have all of these barriers to access. Right. And those are the kind of things that we as a community have to start talking about. One is the awareness. Right. If screening starts at 40, but you have a family history, your mother had breast cancer. I met a young lady a couple of days ago. Her mother died from breast cancer. Her aunt died from breast cancer and her grandmother died from breast cancer. So she is predisposed. And I asked her, I said, have you had genetic testing where they can go in to determine if you carry certain genes that will make you more uh, predisposed to cancer because she was 35 when, no, she's 35 now. She wasn't at the age for quote unquote, the recommended testing, but she had a history of it. And I asked her, I said, well, have you gone to anywhere outside of your health plan? And that's kind of the things that we have to start talking about. If you don't have health insurance, where can you go? And we need to know our local resources. Does our health department offer these services because we are at risk for dying? This is the very scary thing about breast cancer in black women. We don't have more cases than white women and other women. However, when breast cancer is, uh, diagnosed in us it's in a later stage mm -hmm. and it's usually either triple negative 
or what we call inflammatory breast cancer. They are very aggressive forms of cancer. So if you don't know you have it because you're not getting the screening, when you finally do get the screening, it's progressed. And then it may, it may metastasize or spread to other parts of your body. So how do we prevent that? One, you must know your family history. And in the African-American community, we don't talk about this, right? No one goes around saying, hey, do you know anyone in our family with breast cancer? Hey, have you gotten a mammogram this year? My sisters get annoyed because every year I get my mammogram in March and I ask them, hey, did you guys get your mammogram? They're like, Letitia, yes. And it's a consistently every, every time in March, every year. Did you get your breast cancer? Have you done yourself breast exams? And they're like, Letitia, you're annoying. No, I know that you missing your, your screening could save your life. And it's about getting uncomfortable and asking our sisters, are you doing monthly self-breast exams? I met another lady that found a lump in her breast, African-American. She ignored it, you know why? Because she was afraid to go to the doctor. Yeah. She waited six months. By the time she went to her doctor and got the mammogram that she needed, she was in stage three breast mm. cancer. We've got to start talking about our bodies as black women. There's no shame. There's no shame there. We can talk about everything else on, on uh, social media. Why aren't you texting your girl and saying, hey, have you gotten your pap smear this year? Have you done your self breast exam this year? Have you gotten the STD check? Like we are our own health and our wellness advocates. And that's why I wanted to create this event to sit us down and to talk about the barriers. Like depression is a barrier. If you are depressed, you don't care about taking care of your breast health. Mm -hmm. If you're anxious about going to the doctor, you're not gonna go. We must talk about these things, we're dying. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about when, where, give us the particulars of the event. Absolutely, so I have partner, I met this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful lady, and she is my co-host. We are doing, her name is Brianna B. Bartolo, and the event is October the 7th, and it's from 11.30 to 2.30 downtown in Sacramento. The event is um, now up on Eventbrite, so if you type in Beyond Wearing Pink, you will see the tickets. It is a $65 fee to um, enter into the event. Every participant will get a copy of my uh, wellness book, Changing the Norm. And so it's a, it's a moment of creating a safe space. I want for you to come in, to sit down, and you are surrounded by other black women. This is not to body shame ourselves. This is not to um, think, well, I should have. There's no should have. It's about awareness, education, and resources. And if you to this day have not had a mammogram and you're over 40, you need to go get your mammogram. There's three months left in this month. And pick a date on the calendar for every year around the same time so you're consistent. Make sure you're doing self breast exams every month and get to know your breast. These are things that I'll be talking about. If you see dimpling in your breast or if you notice nipple discharge or you notice there's different sizing, you have to be so familiar with your own breast that when something is not right, you immediately go see your doctor. And if you don't have medical insurance, I think Cal, uh, is it Cal, Medcal, Medi-Cal, right? Oh. Or Medicaid, go get insured. Don't be ashamed. Maybe you're transitioning from a job and you lost your health insurance. Go to a health department. There's no shame in not being insured. And we've got to have these conversations so there's less stigma behind them. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a wonderful event. So that's Saturday, October 7th. Um, the ticket price does include a copy of Letitia's book, Changing the Norm, A Black Woman's Guide to Eating, Feeling, and Looking Her Best. You can get your tickets now on Eventbrite. It's Beyond Wearing Pink. So go to Eventbrite and look for Beyond Wearing Pink. Again, Saturday, 11, um, October 7th, 1130 to 230? Yes. Okay. All right. And we're going to do a lot of hands-on where uh, we have breast make, uh, what do you call it, mock-ups, where I'm going to have the women do uh, patterns of palpating or touching the breast so they can feel what it feels like. Every woman's breasts are different. And that's something that we're gonna talk about. Black women have more dense breast tissue. Mm -hmm. And because of that, unfortunately, 
breast cancer or tumors hide deep in that breast tissue. So learning what to feel for. And also because we have denser breasts, sometimes 3D um, testing is required. But if no one ever tells you this, how are you empowered and equipped to go to your doctor and say, I need a 3D test. I have dense breast tissues. Like what is density of the breasts, right? And how do we, do we even know what our breasts consist of? Like what are the layers of our breasts? We're just, we're taught to breastfeed, right? I feel like a woman's body has never really been hers. Mm. And it's so deep. You know, when we talk about breastfeeding, okay, but you want me to breastfeed, but you haven't even taught me how to take care of my own breasts. But yet again, I'm giving out something to someone else. This stuff is so layered. It's so layered. It is. You got to stop. Why can't you take 30 minutes out in the shower to check your own breast? Why can't you take 30 minutes to look in the mirror and do a self-exam? Are my breasts changing? You know, do I notice anything different? We are so busy giving out. And it's self-neglect. And we as a culture have been taught that. Give, give, give. No, I'm going to give to myself first. Because if I'm not well, you're not going to be well. Our children and our communities and our families are only as well as we are. It's time that we start getting well for ourselves. So true. So, so true. Now, this is the first in your fall back into your health series. What's in, what do you have in store for the future? Yes, I love it. So this fall back into your health series is created just for African-American women under that umbrella of the program, Changing the Norm. In January, Brianna and I have already scheduled the first three months. January, we're going to be covering cervical cancer. February, we're going to be covering heart disease. Um, March, we're going to be covering its Healthy Nutrition Month. So the first quarter of 2024, we're already mapped out. And if you're a church, if you're an organization, get in contact with me so you and your, your, your congregation, we also can bring this to your organization. So those are the three series for the first three months of January. And I'm going to tell you, when you educate a woman, she not only changes her life, she goes back and she changes her community's life. And if she has daughters, now she's equipped with the knowledge and awareness to start looking out for certain things for her daughters, and she can teach her daughters. Just like we have generational patterns of, of, of abuse and poverty and diseases, why can't we have generational patterns of healthy, right? I'm telling you, it's time to rewrite the narrative. We don't have to die from diseases. We don't have to have unhealthy families. We can be healthy and whole as women, especially black women. It's time. Yeah. It's time. We have to reclaim our own health. No one's going to do it for us. Absolutely. I get excited just thinking about it. What a powerful message. Yes. And giving women the language, too. You mentioned having that connection with their daughters, giving them the language and and helping them to be able to have the conversations. Because that's part of it, too, is that um, in our generations, um, our parents didn't have those some of those intimate conversations with us about our bodies. That's right. That, that they should have. That's and right. And then we grow up just kind of learning either by trial and error or by That's what right. friends share their experience or what we hear on at that time TV. And, and, you know, we didn't have all the social media stuff, but not being able to have those conversations with your daughter or yeah. your son even um, are important as well. To, or it, having those conversations is, are important as well because then that gives them a le- level of comfortability that they will feel more comfortable That's about right. their body. They won't have that layer of shame and That's things right. like that. That's They'll right. know their bodies right. better. It really saddens me. I've worked with thousands of people over the last 20 years, and I will be honest with you, one of the things that saddens me the most is when I hear a mother condemn her daughter well she's overweight if she lost weight she'd be pretty and and I think to myself but do you think by shaming your daughter she's gonna feel good about herself like I I promise you in our household we will not talk about weight we will have healthy conversations we work out because we want healthy bones we work out because and if our daughter ever decided not to step a foot in the gym I would never shame her I want her to be able to come to me. I have a I have a stepdaughter named Zoe. 
And I will never forget, Zoe at the time was eight years old. She said, Miss Letitia, how much should a black girl my, my age weigh? Mm. She's eight. Why are young girls asking about how much should they weigh at eight years old? I'll tell you why. Because she heard it from another little girl who heard it from someone else. What a shame on us as women to talk about weight with our daughters instead of having health talks. And, and studies show us how a mother feels about her body reflects on her daughter. I've heard women condemn their daughters, put their daughters down, but they themselves were not healthy. But that goes back to what I told you earlier. I was not going to have children until I was healthy. These talks are layered. And a lot of times the weight that I found that women have on them, especially black women, a lot of them were taught these unhealthy habits from their mother, but their mother was taught from their mother. It's generational. And the moment that they try to step out of it, I have a lady now lost about 60 pounds and she hears nothing but slack. You're getting too thin. You know, you, you don't eat the same. Well, culturally, we're used to African-American women having larger bodies and we wanna snatch waist in a BBL, that's what society pushes. But we've gotta sit at the table and redefine what health means to us, not on society's standards, not on our mother's standards, but how do you wanna show up healthy for you? I don't want our daughter to walk around saying, I've gotta be muscular like my mom, or people would say to me, oh, she's a little you. No, she's Acacia Marie Samuel. She's who God will make her to be. She will have some characteristics of me because I'm molding her, but it's not my job to make her a mold of me. I will give her characteristics, honesty, integrity, things that are, that are core, but if she never ever did what I did, and maybe she doesn't want to stay fit like me in the gym. If she likes bike riding, let's go bike riding. If she likes to walk, let's go walk. We have to define healthy and what it means to us individually. I train heavy with weights in the gym six days a week. Some women will never step their foot into the gym, but I don't have a right to condemn them. It's about becoming a size healthy. If healthy for you is walking and you enjoy it, go do it, but you gotta do something. And it's about having these conversations and spaces with other black women where we can talk about we were shamed from our mothers and our mothers used her mouth to harm us. And because of that, we put on the weight. You know, the first time I was called a B-I-T-C-H was from my own mother's mouth. So I started to begrudge my own beauty, my own success. You're no better than me. But remember, those are her issues. That's her brokenness. These layers and layers and layers and layers. If you talk to a woman who deals in her health, she's got some trauma, I bet you. It stores in our body. It just sits there. But you know what? It's got to go somewhere. And therapy, oh my gosh, the best gift I gave for myself. That was the best gift I gave to myself because now through therapy, I was able to process why I had certain thought patterns. And you know what's so sad? 99% of them weren't even mine. I inherited them. We can unlearn, but in the unlearning, we must replace it with something healthier. You can change the narrative that you were told. You have the pen and you have the paper. You also have an eraser. You can unrace that stuff. Pain doesn't have to be your final destination. And sometimes we eat our pain to shove it down. You know, sometimes we end up in beds with men that we shouldn't to put that pain down because we just need that love. But when you start showing up for yourself and start loving yourself, oh baby girl. Oh, love, self-love, it's not selfish, it's a necessity. And what you put in your mouth is a necessity. Not moving your body. You're, you're harming yourself. It's your body. It's time for black women to take some power back and say, you know what, I've had enough. Yeah, they died from it, but are you going to die from it? The more you know, the more you are equipped to change it. That's why we're changing this norm. My daughter is not going to go through the things I went through because I'm going to teach her differently. Now, what she chooses to do when she's older is up to her, but she'll have the tools. If she applies them, it's on her. I am giving black women the tools. It's up to them to apply it. But I know too much not to give it to my sisters. I am my sister's keeper. Yeah. There it is, family. Yeah. Tell everyone where they can find you. Absolutely. So my uh, main profile page, you can find me 
Letitia Jackson on Facebook. As far as with the business, um, find me on Facebook. This is for Black Women's Health, Changing the Norm Wellness Program. Changing the Norm Wellness Program. And I'm gonna tell you, if you're ready and you're tired of, of the norm and you're ready to change it, I do have a new newsletter where every month starting in January, you will receive um, tips on how to eat healthy, how to change your mindset, how to lose weight without dieting. I'm going to make sure every month you know what screenings you should be getting based on your age. And I, I, I want to emphasize today, if you are over 40 and you have not had your mammogram this year, find somewhere to go immediately. If you have not done a, a self-breast exam, and if you don't know how to do one, go on to your friend Google and find out. Do one before today's over. And if you notice anything different about your breasts that weren't there the last month or the month before, go find a doctor immediately. We don't have to keep dying from breast cancer. And I expect for you to register today <clears throat> to this event. I want to see you on October the 7th, and I want to hug you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you a big hug. Family, be there Saturday, October 7th. It, it's happening from 1130 to 2.30. It is Beyond Wearing Pink Wellness Event, and your ticket price does include a copy of Letitia's book, Changing the Norm, A Black Woman's Guide to Eating, feeling and looking her best you can register on eventbrite today how long do they have until they uh registration closes we are closing registration out on september the 30th so okay. you have an entire week but seating is limited so get your ticket today okay and if you're a church out there and you have a congregation of african-american women come please expose this information i cannot emphasize to you enough i can't do this by myself I can't get this word out by myself, and I'm so thankful that you had me come on here today. I don't wanna be an island with this great work. I need partnerships, I need sponsorships. We need to get this stuff out. I wanna be able to provide my book to women that cannot afford it. There's recipes in there, there's exercises in there, there's information on how to check your blood pressure, how to prevent heart disease, but I have funded all of this stuff. I can't just hand them. But if you want to sponsor some women some books, please reach out to me. And the email that you can reach out to me is changingthenormwellnessprogram at gmail.com. Changingthenormwellnessprogram at gmail.com. Letitia, it's always a pleasure to talk to you Yay. and have you in the studio. Thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. Thank I you. just applaud the passion that you have for wanting to not only share the information, but wanting to see black women well. I do. Because I do. when we're well, the family's well. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And I thank you. And I, I, I say this to you all the time. Um, I, I, I thank you from the day that I met you. You've been welcoming to me and kind. And those things are not, they're not on the top of the list of a lot of people. So in order for me to do this work, I too need to be fed with kindness and love. And so thank you. You've always done that for me. And I will continue this work is what God created me to do. And um, until my last breath, I am i am a disruptor. We're about to shake some things up. It's time to change. It. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Big thank you again to Letitia Axon Jackson, health and fitness expert, CEO of Well Content for You Health and Wellness Company. Get your tickets for Beyond Wearing Pink. That's happening Saturday, October 7th. You can get all of the information on Eventbrite. Look for Beyond Wearing Pink. It's happening from 1130 to 2.30. Every ticket purchase will also get a copy of Letitia's book, Changing the Norm, A Black Woman's Guide to Eating, Feeling, and Looking Her Best. Follow Miss Wanda's Full Circle Radio on your favorite podcast platform. Also, if you want to sponsor the show, make sure you email me at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. That's how we're doing it family show love to everyone you meet and i'll see you next week peace this has been full circle follow our facebook page at full circle 97.5